It is Tuesday, February 20th, 2024, and you're listening to episode 220 of the Tuesday Catch-Up. We're happy to have you. Nate, hit the music. Give me pictures of Spider-Man! I don't know how to read at that point. Yeah. Not without beer. You gotta come back with something. The sauce is the boss. <laughs> Put some fucking headphones in! You are listening to the Tuesday Catch-Up. Welcome to the Tuesday Catch-Up, everybody, episode 220. The reason I say that is that is also the weight I have listed on my driver's license. <laughs> it might be mine, too. Yeah, dude. <laughs> 220 is the safest number because a cop will do the ocular pat-down. He can't see your gullet. He can only see your face. So as long as you haven't gotten meow-meow face yet, you're good, dude. <laughs> That's is, that a bigger, is that a bigger lie than me putting 511 on my license? Yes. Dude, well, 220, right now, on, 220 yeah. on your license is the equivalent of uh, six foot on Tinder. <laughs> it's a lie but it feels good when you write it you know that's what i always mm-hmm. do um boys what a week what a week it's been i missed you guys i was i've been sending i've been a little more active in the group chat the last couple of days i just kind of send you guys a little check-ins a little pictures sometimes just because i just want to see i don't know i feel like i feel like i got to stay in touch a little more i, I thought you it. sent a sent a message to the wrong group i thought you were gonna say oh wrong guys no or something like that <laughs> no i just been missing you boys i don't know I was, I was sitting there dude here's the thing is i uh no beers i don't talk to anybody one beer i'll text joe or i'll text harley two beers tuesday ketchup needs to hear from me oh, and they need to hear from it. me a lot you know because <laughs> i just go here's a funny bit that no one likes um so yeah, no, I uh, I sent the boys a group chat on Friday. It was a picture of me like I had had I just finished my 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 I always allow myself two beers one weekend one show of the weekend. I just finished my second beer and I texted Matt. I went, I texted the boys. I went two beers need to stop at McDonald's now. Like it's like it is, it is an if then <laughs> statement. If if two beers go in, a McDouble and a McChicken have to come out the other side. Uh, <laughs> a large fry, if I remember the call correctly. Nope, I changed it. I didn't get a large fry. I opted for a uh, never mind. Two I'm regular even... fries, <laughs> <laughs> three sandwiches instead. <laughs> the macros are better. Dude, I said the fries have no protein. That's the exact conversation, Nate. You know, you think you might not get me, Nate, but you're in I, here. I get you. You're in my head. Um, yeah, no, I. Uh, so I did that on Friday, but then Saturday I had a doozy of all doozies down in the L, down in the the Roy of L in. Uh, in Please Wisconsin. Do. So Friday was in Lacrosse. By the way, Lacrosse, a bumping little town. Didn't even know that. I mean, I I mean the only times I've spent there is when I was like blacked out drunk at Oktoberfest. Like you don't really appreciate that there's actually a fairly big downtown because it's always like closed off or you're when you're drunk, do you ever look up? I don't think so. I feel like when I'm drunk, I've like I could be in the Tunnel biggest vision. city, I'd never notice the skyscrapers or whatever. Not that lacrosse is a skyscraper, but <laughs> <laughs> the bluffs are pretty tall. But I, uh, I was walking downtown. I'm like, there's a fair amount of big buildings and like hustle and bustle. Like, the sign for me of a city is when I have to stop at a crosswalk, because I grew up in a place where like crosswalks were really like a joke. Like After jaywalking. 9 PM, was, it was yeah, like, mm. yeah, just kind of just like people were milling about. Like that wasn't weird. So um, Friday was very fun. Had a good time. The venue owner though, I walk in and I'm like, hey man, what's up? Like excited to do the show. And he goes, yeah. And then within a minute, he goes, so uh, if you're good, we'll bring it back. If not, I'll let them know we don't want to see you anymore. He's like, no pressure though. And he shakes my hand. I'm like, okay, cool. It's like <laughs> another fucking nut job on the the road of comedy. <laughs> and then I did one joke about dad, about how dad was like uh, the Christian Mingle joke or dad being like a, an uber conspiracy theorist. And they hated it. And I was like, lacrosse is Republican. Like I don't understand. And after the show, some guy goes, hey man. 
we really liked you. You like to push it a little bit. He's like, I like that Republicans. So I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> Pushing the envelope. And then he, and then he's like, you like, uh, and then he name dropped like three edgy comedians. He's like, and I'm a big fan of Kill Tony. I was like, I don't want to be in that fucking group, dude. I do not want to be named. You like Hans Kim. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Hey, um, as long as you he's he's your, your Mr. Chen video, and he's like that guy reminds me of Hanski. I will say this: they were super dope. Like the him and him and his girlfriend or fiance or whatever, they came up and they were very nice. They're like we've been to fifteen shows. You were our favorite opener. Humble brag. That felt nice. I needed that. I needed to hear that because uh, I got off stage being like, "You blew it, kid." Um, and also this. Well, I don't know. You know that's a Patreon story. Ask me after. Actually, we already talked about it um, uh, on the text message. So we'll jump right to the next night, Saturday, Elroy, Wisconsin. So I get there early and I walk and I drive into Elroy. And let me tell you, dude, when I tell you it is a town of 500 it is a town of 500 or less. Like I walked, I was, I think I did the entire town in a minute in my car and I pull up to the bar and uh, it's already kind of filling in a little bit. And I walk into this, it's an Irish pub and I'm like, Oh no, it smelled like, like bad corned beef in there already. Like just kind of like not, you know, when you walk into a place in a record scratch and everyone's looking at you, that's basically what happened. I walked okay. in and uh, this is this is the start of the awkward moments. I walk in, I'm holding two boxes of gear. So I have like, I'm holding them on my head like it's a lot. And there's a guy in a wheelchair and he won't get out of the middle. And I'm like, oh, excuse me, man. I'm just going to squeeze right past you here. And I and I walk past and I go and set it in the back room. Just like I assumed I was like, I'm going to go find where the show is. And I do what I said it down. I come back out. Yeah, that was the owner in the wheelchair. And I was just like, I was like, mm-hmm. I guess I, I don't, I don't think I butted him, but I was like, excuse me, dude. Like, I kind of like, all right, so I think I told you guys the wheel. Like I walk past him, I say whatever. I come back. It turns out he's the owner, uh, and he like go like he's. I was like, oh, like thanks for having because I'd only been talking to a girl, a girl named like it said, oh, uh, whatever. I'll cut that. Uh, a girl who had like set the show up. And he's like, that was apparently her husband. And the funniest part is like we had the worst handshake of all time. Like his hand was this, and oh, I went, oh, I like oh. I went like this, 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 this. Like dude, we literally were like doing this, and I just kind of I literally. You just clawed back. We literally just like this. We like we literally was the it was a Renaissance painting. I just (laughs) just (laughs) fingers touched. Anyways, they have us go back to this like back area, and it's like it is a shitty setup for a show. It's just like a back room, and he's like, "Here's a spotlight we use." And it's just like a like one spotlight that normally a band would have like fifteen of. It's just one, and he's like, "If you turn it on, it starts strobing, so you'll have to kind of figure it out." And I was like, "Where do you want it?" He's like, "I don't know. We usually just uh, tape it somewhere." And I was like, "What do you mean tape it?" So I was like, "Do you have duct tape?" And then so I had to go get it. I get it all set up. Um, and it's it's like weird because they have no music playing in the back rooms. So people are just sitting there quietly. Like it's a fair amount of people. And uh, I'm like, all right, well, at least there's a fair amount of people. We should have some fun. It's a pretty good lineup too. It's me, Jack, and Jared. I'm like, that's those are three guys who do these rooms all the time. Like we at least know how to survive them. Um, mm-hmm. I think what was so funny is the crowd got to watch us struggle to set the lighting up. Like I went to set up one of those speaker stands oh. you gave that you sold me, Matt, and one of the yeah, bolts yeah, was yeah. missing on it. So I put it up and it just, <laughs> just fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack, me and Jared are all, it's three monkeys basically trying to aim a spotlight and duct tape it to a pole. And everybody's watching this. Like when do you go to a show and you see the talent just like setting everything up? You know, it's just very funny. So, I uh, give a warning that the show is going to start in like 10 minutes and, or right before I go up and the, the guy comes up and he goes, Hey, uh, do you guys do an intermission? And I just was like, not usually. I'm like, we keep like comedy shows. Don't usually have one 80 minutes front to back, nice and tight. I'm like, is there anything you want me to say about the venue? Any announcements you want to make anything like that? And he goes, uh, just let them know, like to get up and go get drinks during the show. And at the end, please announce that happy hour starts at nine. We got dollar off drinks, whatever it is. I'm like, absolutely can do. 
That was the only discussion about an intermission was him asking if we did one. I've already vouched for every comic. I'm like, was that him asking us to do one or was that a, was that him asking about it? Like if we do, because I they this was their first show ever. They'd never done one. And mm-hmm. so they didn't know. If, like I thought he was just asking questions like, oh, do these things have an intermission? Because bands always take a break, right? But that's three yeah. hour sets. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, comedy shows never do because they're it's bad for the show. But but again, if they would have asked us to do it, would have done it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Show starts, starts on time, rarity. And the show goes great, dude. People are having a great time, especially for like small towns generally do not give it up. Like if you're not doing well, they'll just let you die and then they won't say anything on the way out. They'll just sprint past you or they'll tell you you suck to your face. Like that's generally how these things go. There's no joke. I've had many a time where they're like, you talk too fast, Hayden. I'm like, cool. Like, thanks for the feedback. Go fuck yourself. So this show goes great. They even were buying merch, dude. They were loving the CPAP shirt. Things are going great. Like life's good. And uh, we start tearing the gear down and, and Jack had had to leave. So me and Jared are just standing there and I'm like, all right, like uh, I'm going to go hunt down the pay. So I go to the front of the bar and now mind you, dude, the two people working the bar were a combined age of 170 years old. I'm pretty sure they were the <laughs> oldest fucking people. It, they were so slow. Me, Jack and Jared were the only people in there. It took us six minutes to get three beers. Like it was unbelievable. The level and Yikes. multiple people were like, this is too slow. Right. And, um, so I go up there and I find the guy, the, the owner in the wheelchair. And I go, hey, we're heading out. Thanks for having us. It was a great time. Look, And people seemed like they had a good time. I'm like, who do I saddle up with for pay? He's like, oh, I'll get my wife. She has the money. I'm like, okay, cool. He rolls away and uh, we don't hear from him for a while. Like 20 minutes passes. And finally, I look at Jared. I'm like, man, it's taking a little while. At that time, he rolls back out and the vibe has completely changed. I'm like, hey, awesome. He goes, my wife has the money for you. She's in the back. And we're like, okay, cool. Thanks again for having us. Like, that was a great time. And uh, he goes, yeah, have a good night. And just rolls away. I was like, it was the strangest, like, code switch of 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 mood ever, right? And yeah. uh, I go, all right, Jared. Like, I got all this stuff. You go hop it. Like, you leave, man. Like, I, because I, I was like, I got paid to set up and tear down. You didn't. Get out of here. I'll go load this in my car after I get the money. So he leaves. I walk to the back room. It's like this back bar area where the, the lady owner is now and i walk up and go hey so and so like great to meet you because i hadn't talked to her at all she's going to set it up I'm like thanks for having us seemed like a great time and she just stares at me, like glares through my soul and i walk up and i'm like and i kind of just give her a look and she goes is there a reason you guys didn't do an intermission and i'm <laughs> like yeah uh you didn't ask us to i'm like i probably i said the conversation was your 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 husband came up and asked us if we did one and i said we don't normally do one i offered to do one and he said it's your call like that was the the extent of that conversation was do you do one no not usually do you want us to do one your call okay well then no because that's shit like it's 80 minutes it's gonna be fine doesn't work doesn't work yeah and she goes you need to understand something she goes we had a bad night tonight i'm like huh i was like i don't feel like did I miss something? And she's like, we had a bad night today. You need to understand. We make all of our money off food and drinks and no one bought anything. And I'm like, okay. I was like, hold on a second. I said, number one, I made the announcements you guys did ask us to make. I'm like, I asked specifically what needed to be said. And I said those things. I said, number two, if you would have asked me to do an intermission and I didn't do one, that's one thing. I'm like, you did not ask. So we didn't do it. I apologize. It seems like you think that I didn't do something you asked me to do. And I'm like, I also your you bartenders were pouring a drink every two minutes. How Jack, Jack said, things? Jack said, what are you going to miss 35 minutes of the show? He's like, an intermission would not have helped to swap two bartenders. <laughs> also, she goes, she goes, we lost money tonight. We lost money. She goes, people were going to stay here. We thought maybe people would hang out. She goes, and now they're gone. And now they're gone. She said it twice to me and kind of leaned in and she's got my envelope of money and she's pulling it closer. And she keeps like looking at it. 
And I'm looking at her like, I said, listen, once again, I'm really sorry that you feel that way. I'm like, I have done this show a hundred times across the state. I'm like, we do it the same way every time. 80 minutes front to back, no intermission. We give announcements. I said, if a venue has asked us to do something, we do it. I'm like, you can call anybody I've worked with. I don't, I don't do things that aren't at, like, I don't, I, if you ask me to do something, I'm not just going to bowl over you and not do it. And right. She goes, she goes, this is where it killed me. She goes, the bankruptcy comedy tour guys do an intermission. I was like, bitch, you better shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's like, but mm. there she was like <laughs> doting that over my head. And I'm like, and she goes, the bankruptcy comedy tour guys have an intermission. I'm like, and they do things differently. I'm, I'm like, I run a club style show, no intermission. We just do what we do. And she goes, I'm sure you had a great night self-promoting laughs. Ha ha ha. And now they're gone. And I was like, oh, oh my, my God. God. And I take a step back and I said, I'm again, I'm really sorry you feel that way. Like, but that's I, I that's kind of the way these things go. And she goes, you know, we are a mom and pop shop. You know, those bartenders, those are our friends. I'm like, <laughs> you're not even paying them. Like, they're just helping out. That's wild. And she goes, she goes between the promotion and the radio ads. And I look at I, in the back of my head, I'm going, lady, you're in a town of 500. What the fuck are you doing buying radio ads for a bar comedy show? Like, what are you talking yeah. about here? And then the promotion, I made the poster. I gave her the promotion. I, it was part of the promotion of the show which was not much and uh she goes we made twelve hundred dollars tonight i was like i have no frame of reference on your books like that means nothing to me like you being mad like you being that mad at me and she starts pulling the envelope back she goes so you know we thought comedy was for us but obviously it's not and she's like not really like like doing that and at one i finally at the last second i go listen I'm really sorry that comedy didn't work out the way you thought it did. Um, I promise you, uh, you know, we try to give you the best experience possible. Boom, hand out. And I just waited for the envelope, dude. And she stares Hell at yeah. me. I stare at her. I'm just with it. And then she puts the envelope in my hand. She goes, have a good one. And just boop, but darts away. And uh, I go into my, as I'm loading my car right after that, because I'm like kind of shaking, dude. I'm starting to sweat. I'm getting pissy because I'm like, corporate Hayden had to stay in front the whole time so that I didn't get a shitty review on Facebook or anything like that. Cause you know how that can be. Like she goes on yeah. and she goes, this guy scammed us out of our fucking money. Nah, nah, nah. Mm. I'm like, no, you got a bargain. You got three dudes who generally do not do shows in the city. Like we will go and do different shit. Like you got them on a budget. I made the poster. I brought the sound. I took the sound down. I set the light up. I had to tape the cords down. So your fucking husband didn't trip on his chair. Like I did everything that I was asked of me and you're going to be mad at me. I pack my shit. I'm loading the car. As I'm opening my door and putting stuff in, a car of people drive by. They're like, thanks for bringing comedy here. That was so fun. I was like, oh, <laughs> man. Like, if only you oh, knew. If only you knew what just happened to me. So, you know. Dude, that, that is wild. I, I've had a similar situation happen to me when I was booking for um, Horace Green, and it was miserable. It was awful. And yeah. the dude, like, we promoted the show. I brought like 20 people and like not many other people came and we had a deal. They were going to pay us like 200 bucks, which was nothing. Yeah, dude. And at the end, he gave me the envelope and like walked away. And I was like, what the heck? So I like texted him when I saw there was like $35 and he's like, there's gas money for the boys and stuff. And I was like, we had a deal. He's like, you just brought your buddies to like drink. And I was like, that's not what I did. I promoted the shit out of this yeah. and brought people like you didn't do anything whatever else but he was already gone like he had definitely stiffed people before and i was like that's yep. fucked up dude but honestly for a town of 500 people if your towny bar where you sell two dollar beers made twelve hundred dollars so, and you paid your comics a couple hundred bucks that's a pretty good night also mm -hmm. they sold their beers for three dollars a pop 
every single person, 50 people at that show, if every single person bought a beer, it's another 150 bucks. Yeah. What is an intermission? Yeah. Is an intermission going to make your nut? That's what's going to do it. I was literally yeah. like, lady, you like, you're looking like you obviously didn't get the results you thought you were going to out of this and you're mad and you're just looking for something to put it on. It ain't me. Also, the fact that people aren't staying behind after the show at nine o'clock on a Saturday night at your bar is not my fault. That is your fault. Your bar right. was a vessel for something more fun than your bar exists. Like, you know what I mean? Like people came to do a show and then they realized this is not a fun place to chill and hang afterwards. And they fucking dipped and I don't blame them. The bar was they, stinky. It stunk like stinky corned beef. They also, probably did stay. Here's what probably... bugged me is the dumbass lady was wearing a chef's hat. I said, bitch, you're making fun. Take it off. I take the fucking <laughs> chef outfit off, dude. Like a fucking ratatouille hat. <laughs> you, dude, yeah, dude, it was like, it was a Chef Alan, what are you doing? Uh, what, are you, uh, what are you running a kid? It's you back there. Hilarious. Enough. That's so lame. Dude, oh, she's reheating Cisco corned beef. Hundred percent. I saw some food that came out. I'm like, you just reheated a hot pretzel. Thank you, Chef. <laughs> like <laughs> Gordon Ramsay would condemn this place. It stinks. Oh, he would put two pieces of bread on your ears and tell you you're an idiot sandwich. Yeah, what are yeah. you? She goes, a bitch. <laughs> she sucked. Dude. I was so angry because I'm like. We charged five hundred dollars, and I had a conversation with her three months ago. I said, "This is said that covers all of this." I'm like, "If that isn't what you want, that's fine. You don't have to do the show." I'm like, "That's the price." I'm like, "I can't." I told her that day. I'm like, "It costs a lot in gas. It's three people's travel, three people's time, and the talent, and then the equipment and setup." I'm like, "You like that's? I think that's incredibly reasonable for a for a ninety minute Definitely. show with where you had to do nothing, but but print out a couple guys, posters and tell your regulars with sound. That's a, a steal." That's what mm -hmm. I said. So that's how I ended my night. And the whole drive home, I just kept replaying the argument going, God, I should have been meaner. Like I had one of those shower arguments the whole drive home. I'm thinking oh, I should have told her off, but I like kept my cool, which was so annoying. And the fact that she like kept taking the envelope back, she would lay it out <laughs> and then look at it and pull it back towards her. Every time she would tell me she lost money. I'm like, lady, just because did you you're small, did you count it right in front of her? I would. No, no, I went to the club. I thought about it. I there was a huge I part would've. of it was like she might be trying to fuck me over here. But I went into the um, uh, I think what what crazy. I was like, I get that your small business maybe didn't make money tonight. I'm like, but because you guys lost money, I should have no money. Like I should pay. Like I should just pay them out of my pocket and have nothing. That was crazy, dude. So, yeah, Madden's Irish really. pub in Elroy, bomb it, kill it. Who cares? Fuck them to death. I don't care anymore. You know what? I lost my mind. I'm done. I can't. I'll never go back to that shithole of a town ever yeah, again. Yeah, chummy, 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 chummy. Why'd you do it in the first place? 500 bucks is a good payday. If I'm headline, it's 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 45 minutes of testing out my hour in front of people who don't want to hear or haven't heard comedy before. So it better be fucking good. That's where I find out what's going wrong with it. And I did. I had like, I was like, oh, it's 35 minutes of fun and 10 minutes of stuff that still needs to get fixed because it's not universally funny. And I think that's like, it's a valuable tool. And also if you make, Small towns buy the shit out of merch. So if you do a $200 set and then you sell $20 t-shirts and some stickers, they're happy to have entertainment. They will pay you. Like, they'll be like, oh, here's, I'll take one sticker, right, and then they hand right. you a 10 and you keep it. So you, it's a good way to fill out a weekend. Um, yeah. Will I work with a bar like that again? No, I should have seen the red flags coming sooner. I just didn't yeah. know she was a fucking psychopath, dude. You should have seen the wheelchair and gotten out of there. The minute I, I, dude, I had bad vibes. I had bad vibes. I said, I don't know. 
I don't Let know. Let me pay you with my good hand. I dude, when I had to, when I had to bump the claw, I'll never forget how awkward <laughs> I felt. Because I personally have no trouble, but I was like, "What do I do? Do I like stick my fingers in there like it's dip?" <laughs> he had the perfect. It looked like he was permanently playing the circle game. <laughs> oh man! He just fucking slugs me like Stevie from Malcolm in the Middle. Anyways, let's talk some more podcast stuff. Do you guys have? Any, have you guys shot up? It's a great reference. Anybody uh, have anything exciting this week? Not as crazy as that. Christina and I found out we're having a boy. Let's go. Another tomato boy. A little baby. tomato boy. T-boy. Uh, little T-boy. Little T-boy. First Nate's baby of the pod. Nate's we're, gonna name, we're literally going to name him Tomato yeah. and just call him Tom. Dude, if you do that, <laughs> that, would be, that bit would be unbelievable. <laughs> Dad, what's my full name? Tomato Stooping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're we're on honestly, that could work for the Patreon. Can we open a new tier where they get to see him be birthed live on the Catholic? <laughs> 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 Sign up for the Patreon. Ten dollars a month to watch Nate's wife give birth. <laughs> we're actually thinking out. Um, Stuart Stuart Stubing. So we can call him Stu Stu Stubing. That's actually not bad at all. And SSS. That's a nice cubed. S three. I don't want. I don't want to ruin it. Can I say something? Yeah. All I think about is Stuart. <laughs> I literally the minute I, I had to choke it back down. Kind of like the actor. Check this out. Uh, Look at oh, this. Amazing. Terrific. Yeah. No, um, I actually have no idea what we're naming it. Well, him. Him, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, now, now well, we I'm not gonna engender him this. No, episode. I think you should. I'll let I'll let, it, I think I'll, let I'll let Zims decide. I think it's I think it, I'm playing Zims too. To, to, <laughs> I think it's uh I don't know, whatever. Never mind. That's not a let's no, just go get ahead, it. Let's no, get into it. <laughs> the floor is yours. <laughs> Dude, I the floor is yours is my new like that's a bit I've been I've been kind of fucking around with. Is uh we were at we were at a diner for breakfast on Saturday. And uh, Swolf, no, we were no, we were we were in Madison, and uh, we had to sit at the bar table because like all the tables were full. And Swolf just kept putting his arm around me and being like, "Thanks for taking me out, babe." Like nice and loud in a small town because he knew he was making me <laughs> higher like Alan. I said, "If you do that one more time, I'm gonna ting my glass and tell everyone you have something to say, and then I'm gonna go. The floor is yours, and I'm just gonna let you. And I was like, you have to do whatever you gotta do. So that's my new bit. If someone gets on my nerves, I'm just gonna ting a glass. The floor is yours, please." Please, that's kind of great. That's very good. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's mean as hell, dude. I because really though, people... the floor is yours. Tell us your thoughts. No, I think that uh, Nate's. T- I think tomato stewing is going to be a great young boy or girl stew, stew, stew mm-hmm. or whatever he may choose because tomato is a fruit and a veggie, which is an interesting thing. That's a fun little. True. Yeah, he's kind of a trans, trans kind of a trans fruit, in my opinion. Yeah. It kind of is. Yeah. So something to think about. Now let's do wine or shine. That's something to think about. It is time to mine or shine. It's everybody's favorite time to get up. It's wanna shine time. It's where we complain or we uh, talk nicely oh, about yeah. something specifically. Matt, I'm starting with you tonight. Well, guys, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. I'm gonna wind the crap out of today. Mm. Guys, I went to a coffee shop this weekend and I hit, and I've been there three times lately I, on my uh, work from home days. Sometimes I'll go do lunch and kind of work from there for a little bit. But they have 
three garbage cans with three bins on each one of them, each one labeled with a different type of recycling, landfill, compost, mm. uh, plastics, reusables, whatever. And I have to sort through my own trash for about five minutes standing in front of these, wondering if the plastic cup is plastic, recyclable, or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, just yeah, if you want to sort through <laughs> the different garbage, go for it. But this you don't even confusing. recycle in your home, Matt. Sometimes I do. Oh no, you do. you you burn cardboard. That's it. Well, here I burn in- cardboard <laughs> and then I sometimes take out and my tires <laughs> and I tires can. and yeah, plastic. Yeah. I'm burning my old desk next. It's sitting in the junkyard right now. Matt, <laughs> what's as, the junkyard? As the resident, as the resident hippie on the podcast, this couldn't be more of a cold take from you. No, uh, I, five, five I, minutes at the sorting desk, or <laughs> or plastic sits forever in the compost. As the resident realist in this podcast, I'm going to say, Matt, that is a flaming hot and aggressive and correct take. Honestly, <laughs> thank you, thank I did, you. Hey, I didn't realize when I go to a coffee shop, I'm a garbage man now too. I'm standing there like literally... a dumbass trying to. Uh, dude, I'm holding my cup against the picture to go. <laughs> Look at the bottom of the cup; it tells you what kind of plastic you have. I'm oh, not sure, going to yeah. do that. Oh, I don't have time for that. Oh, it's BP. Four, great. I don't know what that fucking means, dude. Okay. I don't does know what it means. Does that mean it goes to the landfill, the recycler? Also, as an as an anxious person, the one of the more anxious portions of the meal is when you finally get up to get out of the restaurant. So when I get up with my tray, it's like I want to basically like I do at McDonald's, which is kick the thing open, slide the whole tray in, and pull it out yeah. clean. Mm-hmm. Like I'm starting a lawnmower, and then I set it on there and I walk away. <laughs> it's never to be seen again. You're gonna yeah, tell me. I, I'm, I'm, I, also some of the cups are one recycling and another cup like it's probably matt it's probably like the airport bins where if you stuck your hand in they're all all actually just one bin (laughs) (laughs) yeah it probably is well and harley no joke we're pulling out of the coffee shop and i'm and i'm like hold on i get taken note nana goes what are you doing like i'm writing down about the garbage so harley can tell me i'm wrong Uh, you know, you know, our uncle Todd, his favorite, uh, one of his favorite things to tell us about the garbage sorting situation in China. And he was there and somebody put plastic in the wrong bin, like basically the same situation. And some lady started bitching at him. She's like, you're going to bring down our building's credit score. Like you're going to get us in trouble with the government. (laughs) So like that was one mechanism for enforcing proper, uh, trash, trash bin. Dude, corporate espionage would be great then. Just bringing in bags of garbage and throwing them over <laughs> your competition. That's your that's your job as a covert ops is just to go and live like a pig. <laughs> just go be nasty over there, life. dude. That's great. It's kind of hilarious. That's how you hack the oh. social credit score. That's how you stop making it uh, useful. You know, that's like Russian bots. You could ruin a Facebook page with Russian bots. It's the equivalent of that with garbage in real life. I kind of like that. Buy, buy YouTube views with them. Boom. <laughs> um, so, Matt, that's a great wine. I know Thank Harley you. has his thoughts on it, but, you know, we live in the real world. So it's a, you know, we got to think about these things, Harley. Realistically, we just shouldn't manufacture things that don't break down. They shouldn't be made into single use. Yeah. I and wait, I got it. one more thing. If they would pick up my recycling every week, I'd recycle more. But I always Agreed. fill up my recycler with stuff, and we get Amazon packages and all that stuff, which yeah, is why I burn my dude, shit anyways. That is the greatest point I've ever heard, because you want us to recycle, yet you make me stack up boxes of fucking cardboard in my garage. I have, can't park my car in my garage. It's full of junk. Yeah. What do you if you want me to recycle, come once a week, and I will recycle like a madman, dude. Give me two bins. I'll do two bins, whatever. I, I, I'll be I fill it up. 
every two weeks I fill it up, even though I don't have a recycler inside my house. That should tell you how how much shit there needs to be recycled. Let's think about that, Harley. Now I want to shine something. Single use plastic. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like the little floss things you use once and you throw them out. I think that's a fun use of plastic. I do use that. Remember when we were doing save the turtle bombs? Because <laughs> yeah. they're like, fuck the straws. <laughs> we don't need straws. Just give us just give our liquor straight. Yeah, um, yeah no. Uh, Harley, what, we'll, uh, we're sorry. We're just kidding. We like the environment. Uh, I'm kidding. Matt, what else you got? That's it, dude. I got I'll a wreck for later, though. All right, Harley, you're up. All right. I'm uh, getting out of our recent style of just one or two. I got to shine, wine, shine. And, and Ooh, they'll be shine, wine, shine. <laughs> breaking the so rules. Shine, then wine, then shine. My sure. uh, first shine is perfecting your steak craft. I have been cooking up steaks on the cast iron grill or on the cast iron skillet this week. God, mm. it's so satisfying to make a bomb steak at home. I haven't done that in so long because the hippie stage, I was cooking mostly vegetarian at home. Something about a nice made steak fresh to the to the cutting board. It's I know you can relate, Matt. The, the are, are you on the Jordan Peterson diet? No. Yeah, no. You're going to start crying. <laughs> the boys so need their steak. They need the steak and eggs. They need steak and sea salt. <laughs> no, Nate, you know what I did, though? With all the fat from the steak that settled in the cast iron pan, I just threw the cast iron in the fridge, and the next morning I heated it up and cooked my eggs in it. So I got, like, mm. steak and eggs without using steak because I had eaten it all, and it tasted just like it. Oh, it was so fucking good. <laughs> if you use the beef fat to cook your eggs... Tastes like steak and eggs. I mean, man, these days they just don't eat enough eggs and steak. Why am I under attack for liking eggs? <laughs> Harley, give us your Jordan Peterson. Uh, I'll pass. Come on, dude. Your pressure the floor is yours. Matt, Jordan Peterson. I don't know this guy. This reference a, is over he's my He's a head. bit of a crybaby. Whiny Canadian crybaby. <laughs> he's the smartest crybaby you've ever met. He's a fucking nerd, dude. It's like, like the a, guy in class. A who beta male this. trying to be an alpha male. Yeah. Well, he, he got that. in trouble because he shares Hayden's views on pronouns. Hang on a second. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> no, I think he's one of Hayden's Peterson. acolytes. <laughs> Jordan Peterson's that kid who's like, like would remind the teacher that you had homework. And so like everybody hates, he might be right and he might be smart, but everybody hates him because they're like, shut up, you fucking nerd. Like you're ruining everything. <laughs> he makes good points, but you're sick of hearing from him. That's Jordan Peterson. Yeah. And then okay, coupled okay. up with like a borderline Scottish accent. Oh, I don't, I don't understand why everyone's so mad at me all the time. You sound like a Lucky Charms guy. <laughs> it's like fucking <laughs> crying on your podcast every week. If I cried on this podcast as much as I cried in real life, no one would listen. True. Once a week. <laughs> now. All right. On to a wine. Please. Uh, my other wine is... Or my Wait, only one. We never even got to talk steak. Are you like, are you big on the resting yeah. on them? Like, do you let them rest? Are you like basting them? Like, what's your give us a just give us I, give us a glimpse into your process? I let them, I let them thaw out in the fridge, let them get pretty close, and then I'll take them out in the fridge, let them sit at room temperature for there a little go. bit, Smart. pat them dry. I mm -hmm. I mix up kosher salt and a bunch of spices, let it sit for like 20 minutes. I'm not a big marinade guy, I kind of let the steak speak for itself. Sure. And mm -hmm. uh then I get the cast iron nice and hot. Put a little bit of oil in it. Um, set, slap it down when you get that good sizzle, and then I put in like three tablespoons of butter. Like I will load the cast iron skillet oh, yeah. up with butter, spoon it onto the steak. Parsley. Give it about give it about four minutes. On I'm not a big parsley guy. I, if I had fresh thyme or fresh rosemary, I might do that. 
spoon the butter onto the steak, four minutes, flip it. Same thing on the other side. Honestly, it's been perfect, medium rare every time. What's your what's your cut? Uh, we did one T-bone and one ribeye this week. Ooh. Man, Yarnall, you're a man's man. Look at you. You're going to do the I'm carnivore diet? No, I'm not going to do the carnivore diet. You should think about it. Uh, what else you got? That's beautiful. Thank you for letting us have a glimpse into your process. That is beautiful. Yes, yes. Big big on the home stakes now. All right, finish off with the shine witch, dude. What else you got? <laughs> the shine witch. The other shine is it's been a while since I got obsessed and kind of lost in a book. Something about a weekend day where you don't have shit to do and you just spend a good four or five hours read like just lost in a book story. It was so good. I was telling Hayden about the book. It's uh it's kind of a part shine on being obsessed with the book, but also dystopian novels. I love reading about the ending of the world. It's so I was I was digging this book. Men Apple men doesn't fall far. Yeah, dude. No, men fall in one of two camps. They will they read about the end of the world or they read about World War II. That's it. There are two paths. <laughs> Every man must follow <laughs> World you, War III or World War II. <laughs> I am in World War II. I'm in my World War II era, Harley. So I can completely understand being completely enamored by a story, you know. And Harley sent me the book and he goes, You should read this. And I read the Wikipedia, and the Wikipedia is like, the setting is 2024. Income inequality and climate change have ravaged the world. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> it's so it's so spot on. <laughs> this book, this Great. book was published in 98. And guess what? The president in the sequel, guess what slogan he runs on? <laughs> He's like a horrible theocratic fascist dictator, Please. essentially. Make America great again. Shut, Shut the up. fuck no, up. I'm not hilarious. kidding. This was published in 98. What did she write for the Simpsons? <laughs> what the hell's going on? <laughs> God damn it, dude. Because those books, Harley, you're not re- Harley, you're reading a history book. You like you've like cracked the code. <laughs> you're reading a book that was sent to the future. I hope to God it's not history. This book is fucking dark. Mm. Wow. There's Thank there's you. trafficking, there's human slavery, there's torture. Rape, mm. horrible beating. Well, hey, well, thank God none of that's <laughs> happening, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Praise be, praise be, praise be to Jordan. How- Howard be thy name. Howard be thy name. My kingdom, I come. I, my, I, <laughs> until Dude, I can't. I can't take credit for that. Some little girl did it. I, I saw it on TikTok. <gasps> oh, no, that's okay. Valor, Matt. Stolen valor, indeed. You're gonna, you're gonna have it. She's like, yeah. do you know what Jesus's name is? She goes, Howard. And she's like, how do you know that? She's like, Howard be thy name. (laughs) (laughs) Her mom was like, that's pretty good. That's Amelia Bedelia level. Yeah, I can't take credit, but that is really funny, though. I love it. Nate, give us something. I'm going to wine. And my wine is, is this new generation of teenagers, idiotic or are they just really funny because they've been exposed to the atrocities of the internet for their whole life that no cat okay let me let me let me pose a question okay you asking what in what way let me like like is it what they find funny or how they talk kind of both um mewing to look smack or is edging goaded (laughs) do you mog people who aren't gooning okay (laughs) So that I can shed a little light on that. That is because they know, I think they know that that's like, they know that that makes no sense, which is why they're finding that so funny (laughs) because it all started when they, when the sentence baby Gronk is going to riz up Livy Dune and pretty much, pretty much from there, the vernacular spun into like in, in eligible, legible, like nothingness. 
However, <laughs> these teenagers are funnier than shit, dude. The tick like, dude, they these like some of these 17 and 18 year olds like will make a video making fun of David Goggins, and it's like the funniest shit. Like they have, I think what's so funny about it is they have no respect for anybody. They have less respect yeah, than any teenagers. Like, dude, they will massacre you online. Like they'll make a video, they'll they'll find somebody that they'll find a person like me, like no with no no not no notoriety, nothing, and they'll make a video about me and like make fun of me and that and like and it will go big because they just they're just mean they're just they're just meanies dude uh, um, i will say the comment sections in a lot of videos lately have been absolute fire yeah they, there's it's ruthless it's back to xbox 2008 there's no rules it's amazing i think I they it. see the oh. end they see the end is coming and they've kind of just they're like fuck it dude let's have a good time on the internet they they're all having it. their joker moment a little bit dude have you i mean <sighs> God, they're just nasty little fuckers. But Nate, to your original question, yes, they're also dumb. Yeah, yeah I mean, because when you when you feel like you're not smart and you have no prospects at like real success, I feel like most of that like teasing is actually just like cynical. You're like, oh, I'm not gonna do anything, so I might as well just be a shithead. Well, three of your core years were spent locked in your house at your kitchen table trying to do school that didn't matter. Like, you know, they, <laughs> trying to get they, your dad to help you with math that yeah. hasn't made sense to him for five years. <laughs> and, da- and dad's in his boxers on a work meeting in the other room. Like, Yelling about the vaccine. Nothing made sense for about three. Like we, and also, you know, to us, because we were old enough to understand, like, I think we're going to be fine. Like they, to them, they might've survived like a somewhat apocalyptic event. Imagine us being in school and suddenly they're like, you're done. Like you're not coming back. Like you're like, take your high school brain right now like how that would feel imagine when swine flu came through eighth grade we're all in eighth grade and swine flu came i remember i coughed twice i was like oh god it's like, like i called mom i was like take me to the doctor right now and i went and then and i was like do i have swine flu they're like no you have the flu dumbass no you're just a pig <laughs> no you're just yeah, you're no you're just, just you're just the fattest eighth grader we've ever seen yeah. <laughs> you just told them teachers cheetos <laughs> no, you don't have swine flu you just are a swine <laughs> get out of here um but no like oh, think of that though and it like that was scared the shit out of us in eighth grade and we didn't really have phones so we did like we didn't have like smartphones so we weren't reading articles about like death we just knew like mm-hmm. we oh, weren't watching mom... people in italy sing out of their balconies yeah my mom my mom was just like yeah people are dying somewhere or whatever but like when now like think of eighth graders they have their smartphones they probably saw articles that were like 10,000 more hospitalized in New York. And then like, there is nothing scary. Like think of all the movies we used to watch as kids that were the scariest about like pandemics and stuff. That mask dude has always been scary. Whenever you see people in public wearing a mask, you're like, well, I guess we're all dead then. Right. Or like the big white hazmat suit is a, is a certified red flag of like, that's bad news coming. Do you remember the mm-hmm. headline during COVID the Andrew Como? I'm not perverted. I'm just Italian. <laughs> they yeah. even make a covid chapter in textbooks that only has like the like the best moments of that like the covid funnies yeah the covid funnies were great just i'm not perverted i'm just italian the truth will be censored so they'll just make up uh they'll just do a book about the the memes and what was going on they should do a deep dive on meme study because it changed like tiktok changed everything forever oh we should we should do a coffee table book of all the memes that made covid like worth living through yeah, all so Matt, a meme meme history coffee table book would actually be so good beat yeah, that out could, edging and gooning it could yeah. be the final <laughs> beat that out because we <laughs> actually should do memes. this <laughs> frontiers of memeing is great 
That'd be have the you, final chapter. <laughs> dude, those kids though, they literally edited a full movie. I don't remember what movie it was. It, was, it might have been like not Oppenheimer, but it was a serious movie. He's like, "Are you? Oh no, it's a uh, it's a uh, the jazz movie where he's like the the drummer <laughs> and he's slapping. He's like, "Are you edging or are you gooning?" <laughs> oh, so you do know what it means. <laughs> there, there's so much technology at their fingertips, and they're using it for bad. And I'm actually kind of proud of them. Maybe this is a shine. Yeah. Dude, this is a shine. They didn't just do a clip. Apparently, they did the entire hour and a half movie with edging and doing instead of dragging and uh, rushing for the tempo oh, for that shit, movie. I lost my headphones. He slaps him. Are you edging or are you gooning? <laughs> oh, so you do know what it means. I don't know what it means. What is gooning, by the way? Can you look that up on Urban Dictionary? I think it's gooning. Gooning is when you edge for so hard and so long that you reach a euphoric state. Hmm. What is, is that a we were, what is we were, playing, we were playing Fortnite the other night and Nick goes, What the hell is mewing? And Jake instantly starts reading the Wikipedia description of mewing <laughs> pretending it was off the top of his head. Yeah. <laughs> what is mewing? Mewing deluxe max is the act of putting your tongue on the roof of your mouth to adjust the your jaw structure to uh maximize your physical uh prowess. They're so, jaw maxing. Yeah, they're max. It's they're, a term they're, to describe people who are jaw maxing. What the fuck is jaw maxing? <laughs> <laughs> it's also looks maxing as dude, well. We are literally a boomer cast right now. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what is goon maxing? Here we go. Let me read this real quick. Goon maxing, maximizing one's goonish attributes to become a, a better goon, such as acquiring a higher quality bandit mask. This is interesting. That's, um, that's pretty, incorrect. Go to Urban Dictionary. I am on there. Go to, go to uh, it twice. <laughs> do it again. It's on WebMD right now. <laughs> what does gooming mean? Are you just edging Goon. us right now? <laughs> Chronic masturbators. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> gooning is a slang term referring to a sexual practice that involves a person masturbating to pornography for prolonged periods of time without climaxing, a process known as edging in order to achieve the goon, a so-called sensation of full mental numbness and disassociation from <laughs> <laughs> Late 2022, uh, the practice started gaining widespread recognition online, inspiring memes, references about goon caves and gooning kits. <laughs> I don't even want to be around anymore. Goon caves. <laughs> Dude, goon are you edging or are you gooning? <laughs> Amazing. Okay, great. Nate, what else do you have for water shine? Is that it? Oh, uh, I'm 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 <sighs> I'm going to shine another one, another one for the internet. Um, and <clears throat> openly the, the, the negative Instagram comment section over the past month has been one of the greatest sources of laughs for me. The what has the, the negativity in the Instagram reels comment <laughs> section. Oh, dude. Oh, they, there's this hilarious one this this like uh kind of like side hustle chick was like talking she was bragging up her auto reply how it would like handle and field so many more comments and how it would do all these auto replies and all the people were spamming in the comments like how do you <laughs> how do you like they're doing the worst stuff like how do you blow up a building how do you coordinate a terrorist attack and her auto reply would be like DM'd you. <laughs> Get me in the PMs. <laughs> oh, it's uh, so funny. Here's here's one. It is uh, a band 
called Midwest Martyrs. Oh, yeah. They're all they're all heavy, oh, I've seen heavy yeah, fellas, man. The band names are fantastic. Give them some. And, mate. All right, you ready for you ready for some of these? Yeah. Fed Zeppelin. <laughs> Blink one eight two. O B C D. Oh, this is a good one. Slim knot. <laughs> uh, Twenty ton pilots. <laughs> um, tons and roses. <laughs> oh, the Eatles. <laughs> Oh, burger for my Valentine. Oh, oh, oh God. Oh, oh, three doors wide. Oh, uh, food fighters. I've seen food fighters. One had blink one. Oh, pearl ham. <laughs> Dude, and it just keeps going. Like oh, people keep oh. five finger fruit punch or something like that with oh. another one. Pound garden. Pound. Oh. I saw there was like blink 180 over 120. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh yeah. So pass out. Dude, real comments oh. have been getting nuts. Cause I also think they two two prong. One, people are very funny in the comments. Like the minute I see a video that has any sort of like someone doing something genuine i immediately sigh and go to the comments i'm like gosh it's gonna be a murder in here <laughs> someone's getting <laughs> someone's getting killed in here and then uh on facebook now i think like the bots are back out in full force really if it's any sort of touching video the bots will be like that isn't safe shame on them like it's like it's like fake accounts are doing this and it's on every single one so then you have the fight underneath there like dude it is i here's the thing you post a video of you like caring for a baby animal you found in the wild and then log into a different account and be like, you shouldn't have taken that baby from the wild. Shame on you to start a fight in the comments of your own video to get it big. That's the, that's the way to hack the internet, dude. Do big brain shit. Videos. I might do this guy fucking sucks. Everyone just goes, yeah, we agree. No one fights me. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's fat. Um, all right. My, uh, my, I have just a quick wine, which is, um, uh getting too like getting too personal with someone like not reading the room and like get like doing dark humor to people who don't get it the kind of thing like it was two three of us went out for drinks and uh it was old co-workers of mine one of them totally gets my sense of humor which is like i talk about killing myself relentlessly and i think like <laughs> i kind of morbid but funny or whatever and we were kind of going down that path of doing that and the third guy just at one point goes hey guys this is a little dark for me that's literally what he said for <laughs> like, oh sorry man like our bad to back he's still off edging. He wasn't gooning yet. He wasn't in a gooning yet. Dude. He's still edging on the death <laughs> stuff. You guys were mewing to looks max, and he was just not edging. He was not edging at all, dude. He wasn't gooning. <laughs> he wasn't edging at all. Um, and then I would just say my shine uh, is uh, I am fully entrenched in my World War II era, and it is it is something to behold, fellas. I am deep in the rabbit hole. Um, I moved on from Band of Brothers to the Pacific. I have been. I'm. I'm. I'm spreading the gospel everywhere I can. I'm. I. It. What a. What a. What a crazy event to just get to, so down the rabbit hole in. And I don't think it's necessarily healthy for my brain, but something about being a little history buff kind of gets me going. Are you, know? are you like, getting into yeah. what Japan did to China? They did some nasty shit. The boys were. The boys were. They. They were misbehaving a little bit. Um. Mm -hmm. You know. That I, I often forget. We were talking about Vietnam the other day. Like. 
how how we got our asses kicked so bad in Vietnam is bewildered is like kind of crazy to me because we basically had like the precursor to Vietnam by going to the islands in Japan, like jungle environments. They didn't know what the hell is going on, constantly raining, constantly shitty. And yet we went into Vietnam, they're like, we got this, and we got our asses whooped. It's like, dude, we knew what was coming. Like, this is not you do not go fight on that turf, you know? But hey, they were a little nasty though, Harley. You are correct. I don't want to bum everybody we, out. We weren't so nice to them here though. We did some things. We did some things here and we did some things abroad that were not so great. Um, you know, in, in general, hey, not not a, not the world's greatest greatest five year period. It we was all look back at that one and be like, that one's on us, guys. Like we all we like we because we we finally had like new toys and we used them too much to like everybody had new shiny things they wanted to use on other people. And, and it then was, and it was the the thirst for knowledge as well of like all yeah. the experiments people did as well yeah. on like every single country did some, a lot of fucked up shit dude it's in the kind of in the name of science they would like roll up on these camps and shit not just like the camps that we all know about they would just roll up on these and they'd be like captured pow's with like animal heads and appendages like so do them like they basically yeah. gave like serial killers carte blanche to be like See what happens if you got you fucking attach a horse head to that guy. What happens mm -hmm. then? Or they would like infuse mm -hmm. people with animal blood and they're like, well, let's just see what happens. It's, literally, <laughs> it's like a darker form of we put liquid paper on a bee. It's the it's me, it was me with the grasshoppers above the stove in the freezer, but it was real people. They were like, Hayden has a pretty curious mind. Let's give him whatever he wants. Like that's yeah. God, what a that'd be the worst fate. I'd rather die in battle than be like, we're giving you to the fucking autistic guy who's gonna try to sew your arms back on with claws. <laughs> yeah, some people don't uh can't handle there are no rules. That's what I'm saying. It's when they're like what do you do that's what's scary about war is they like they they let out boatfuls of the people. They're like, Hey man, your only job is don't shoot the guys in green. Now go. And they're like they like they're doing crazy shit. But yeah. uh it's very funny though as an american you watch like these like the war shows like there it is cue the on there it is i'm, fucking <laughs> I'm actually tired on. i'm, I'm actually tired this is not because it's... we're almost off of it man yeah, i just I think we're, we're good we're good i'll like watch band of brothers or something or like the pacific or whatever and they like do such a good job of making america we're just the good guys the only time we lost humanity is when we'd seen bad things happen to us it's like no dude you let some fucking psychos out you let them out the box you gave them booze and cigarettes and you sent them into a jungle with the only objective to kill people like you're gonna have some some bad people out there but they do a really good job of being like americans the bravest i'm like i don't know dude there's a bunch of fucking bleep this later running around the jungle that's fucking <laughs> terrifying have you seen hayden have you seen full metal jacket yeah it's rough how do you how do you hit the women and children he goes you aim them less yeah or you yeah, lead, you them, lead less. them less <laughs> and then he <laughs> in the helicopter so fucked up yeah the funny thing about that though is that's probably how some of them reacted out there it's craziness oh um, yeah now that being said let's talk about some other shows it's time to wreck or wrecked do we have a segment for that uh yeah, what do we do? It's so funny when you know you're about to get got, and you just have to accept <laughs> it. Um, I'll start and then I'll pass it off to you guys if that's no. Actually, you know what? I want to go last because I want to have a little chat. Harley, you're going with us first. What are you recollecting? All right, I'm going to wreck, not wrecked, but wreck. Okay. Um, so previously, I think I wrecked 
in the good way, the Nicolas Cage, the unbearable weight of incredible talent or whatever it was. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And in that movie, they make in uh, they allude to Paddington, Two as being one of the best movies. And I'm like, well, I got to get on board and see what Paddington's all about. So I watched the first one and I'm like, all right, this is a dumb animated movie about a bear. It's not going to be good. I checked the Rotten Tomatoes audience score 94 and the critic score was 99. It was actually great. I, I, I would wreck <laughs> if you need a feel good movie, watch Paddington. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of funny. No, Paddington 2 is on my docket for this week. And I gotta, tell you, I gotta tell you a funny story about this. Sarah was like, I thought that movie was gonna be like a little darker because didn't Seth MacFarlane direct that? And I said, Sarah, no, that's Ted. That's the other bear. <laughs> she goes, This isn't funny at all. <laughs> Where the fuck is Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> Oh, uh, Paddington Harley. The the fact that like the thought of you like watching Paddington and going to bed, and then me watching fucking airstrikes and documentary footage of people dying. We live very different lives. Yeah, year. guess which one of us doesn't have to joke about killing himself all the time? That's a fair <laughs> point. <laughs> it's, about what you, it's about what you feed it. My mind palace is a lawn chair in World War II. Yours is a nice cabin in Paddington. Lawn chair, garage beers, and a and a square TV just playing war documentaries. Just got getting just cracking my beer, and then I got the empties to my left and the case on my right. Mm-hmm. That's the way. To do one it. of those like small uh, Rubbermaid coolers yeah. that has the button on the side, and you slide the whole top over. Oh my god, I love those coolers. Dave. Yeah, they're the best. <laughs> Throw one of those in a tube and take it down the river. That's the, that's the best thing in the world. Um, with the mar- get it with your marble points. Oh God, the red one, dude. We had a lot of marble gear as a house. We had That's a sleep marble sleeping bag that red and black one. I miss right, my marble sleeping bag. We had some. We had some absolute. We had some drip, dude. Thanks to dad and mom's some drip. Yeah. Thanks to dad's public smoking and mom's hidden smoking. I mean, it was really <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> Harley, good stuff on Paddington. I'm very, I'm excited. I might give it a go with Lucy. Do you, do you think Lucy would like it? Uh, she would. She'd love it. All right, good, 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 good. Rack Harley, uh, and let us know how Paddington Two is, please. A full uh, synopsis next week. Matt, will do. Wreck or wrecked. Guys, I'm gonna wreck something. I uh, watched it when I realized that we had uh, Peacock. Somebody, one of our family members re-upped their Peacock subscription for the month. And I've been waiting to watch Please Don't Destroy the Treasure of Foggy Mountain. Uh, And I don't know if you guys have watched the Please Don't Destroy guys. They're great. Hilarious. Well, they made it a movie and it's got all kinds of cameos in it. Uh, Conan is one of the guy's dads that I think you could tell which one it would be. Um, John Goodman narrates the film and it is like a hour and a half comedy that is just like their sketches on SNL. And then you have all these people from SNL in there and stuff too. And I was like, I knew walking into it, it was going to be goofy and silly. And so I primed myself like I was, that's what I wanted. Yeah. And it held up. It was goofy, dude. It was so funny. And they didn't like, it wasn't too SNL-y. Like it was like still funny, funny. I mean, there was like a few bits that were probably like they could could be borderline too dumb, but it came back. Like, yeah, it was, like, it was good. The through line was strong. Yeah, yeah. I dude, that was that was uh, that was on my radar for a little while when I saw the trailer because I think those guys Matt, are very is funny. it only on Peacock or where else can we watch this? I, I think it is on Peacock. Um, 
but they have a bunch of other stuff on there. Like, so if you're trying to knock out a few few movies, like they're streaming um, a few movies that I want to watch. So they, there's that movie, Oppenheimer's streaming on there for free. Um, uh, this the holdovers with uh, Paul Giamatti. Haven't seen it, but it's got like really great ratings. Heard it's great. Um, that's on there for free, and uh, a few other ones. So um it'd probably be worth the five bucks to just shake it up for a month yeah dude they've got some good content on there they're doing they're doing their best they have all the top chefs on there we've been housing mm-hmm. those yeah oh so you got it so you have to watch chum you'd i think you'd like that movie i'm also gonna watch the holdovers i've that's the third time i've heard about that movie today which is crazy for really? good things yeah um good wreck matt nate are you keeping the positive vibes going I honestly don't have anything to report. We started two TV shows this week, Louder Milk and Ahsoka on Disney Plus, and okay. um, both seem pretty decent, but I, it's still too early for me to wreck or wreck anything. Fair, fair. I will, uh, I will wreck something in a kind of a modified way. I have a guilty pleasure right now, and I'm Gravy. not going to take it. And I, it, there's going to be some judgment. Shut up. Fuck up, Harley. <laughs> there's going to be some judgment come my way. Me and Lucy are watching Love is Blind. And dude, that show is fucking so it is it is the junkiest junk food you can have for television in the world. <laughs> they sit these people on opposite sides of a wall where they can't see each other on the predi- on like the the it's predicated at like they will have like 14 days to get to know each other without ever seeing each other and then decide to get engaged at the end of this 14 days. They give them like prompts and questions and whatever and basically they want to prove is love really blind? And uh, hmm. a lot of the time, hijinks ensue, right? Like maybe one of the 30 or thir- one of the 20 couples will make it to the end because like some other thing, like you'll have Matt, you'll like, you'll basically, let's say like the four of us were in there. And I, I hit it off with Nate and Harley and I go with Nate at the end. But then once we all get out of the pods and I see everybody, I'm like, God, Harley's a little cutie. And I still, you know what I mean? Like things start to change a little bit. So then I start being kind of nasty. You know, I start to maybe play around on Nate to get with Harley. That's the kind of junk food that happens in this show. And it's very funny to watch human nature absolutely take over because love is not blind. There's no love can never be blind. Um, So I'm going to do a skit, I think, where I do this thing where it's like everybody's like getting to know each other that well. And like these people could not be more connected. And then when they come out, the person's just fucking fugly, dude. Just the grossest person. (laughs) Hey Lucy, it's me. <laughs> like, like my neck all because I know for a fact that it doesn't matter how cool you are, they get out there. There's been a couple where they get out and he's like, ah, like it's always it's always like a douchey like playboy. And he's like, she ain't what I thought she was. And I'm like, oh. just just means she's bigger. Yeah, well, or just like not their. T- I don't know. Me and Lucy watch it. Like Lucy and I went down the rabbit hole last night though, where I kept going, "Do you think that guy's handsome? Do you think that guy's handsome?" And I was like, kind of. It was we had we had two realizations. Number one. She and I have different tastes in men, which I think is hilarious. I think that's very funny to like. I said, this is going to sound pretty crazy, Lucy. I don't think you and I like the same men. <laughs> She's like, you like men? I was like, that's not what I'm saying. But like, well, that guy's kind of a cute. What if I did? <laughs> I said, but that guy, handsome. Because she, it, well, at one point I go, you like all the ugly guys. Am I ugly? I was like, is that? I was like, is that? I, I, I kind of did a logic jump. I was like, am I? Am I weird looking? Don't answer that. <laughs> 
second realization or not realization but she goes she starts asking me she's like do you think she's pretty do you think she's pretty and i was like no nah, i don't like this game anymore i think i'm out on this game oh that's not that is, that's a dangerous zone i just kept going yeah i mean like objectively like she's like pretty i guess like i like wouldn't just like i love the coin not my like, type, not my type. yeah i, I saw a microcosm type. of that show it was like it's probably just a snip snippet of it but it's like two people across from each other at a table and they both have blindfolds on and they're hitting it off and then the dude's like can i just like have a hug and then you see his arms go around this bigger lady and he goes back to the button and presses it to spread skip (laughs) 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 and all the comments were very funny (laughs) like elite level move (laughs) oh my god that's rough i saw one where they sat down at the table and like just the way the guy sighed she hit the button like before he could (laughs) she got the ick dude immediately got the ick there was one there was a we were watching love is blind last night and the a guy to blow his nose and he blew his nose and the girl was like nope she like got up and left. <laughs> she goes so tell me about yourself do you like edging or gooning more are you edging are you more like edging or gooning <laughs> um no there's some very funny moments like there was one where like this girl started telling a story about her life and the guy just got up and walked out of the room like before she could finish her story like because you can leave at any time if you just don't like if you're not vibing to it so they're sitting there talking she's like yeah so like i grew up in california and like my family and like it's really important to me and i don't think she got like three sentences in you just see him close his notebook <sighs> get up <laughs> walk out of the room, close the mind that that's a funny that's a funny thing so big wreck on that i will be trying to make my own version of love is blind as a little skit because it's been it's been killing me it's very funny i think it's a it's a worthwhile junk food show put put you have your skit be everybody who's in the box is also actually blind too love, love, love is really fucking blind man <laughs> one, that's one what guy I thought doesn't it, know that's it what i thought it was i thought it was like love on the spectrum like they're all blind. down for love, <laughs> love is blind. dude i do like that show that is so down funny. for love no, uh, love and spectrum. Down with it's the pleasure. <laughs> You'll cry. You're watching that show, dude. It's yeah, so fucking good. sweet. Love is blind. You don't cry because you're like these people objectively suck, dude. Trash. They were doing. They were going through all the jobs of these people. Every single job was made up. It was marketing assistant, channel manager, partner manager, account director, account manager. I started. I would go like this every time they made one. I would go and I'd repeat it to Lucy. I'd go project service manager customer service rep like i like was just doing all the all the jobs because not a single person in there had a single one uh, no one added value except for one girl dude she's a flight attendant but she's like i've been to three different trade schools i just never thought college was important and the guy went oh and he got up and left i was like (laughs) i'm sorry you have a bachelor's in marketing you fucking (laughs) that's what i was saying so anyways um, I know like the ladies usually like these shows, but if you want one that you can kind of get into from a hate watch, but also somewhat entertained perspective, I, I will throw the wreck out. Love, love indeed is, uh, is, is blind on Netflix. All right. So there you go. All right. We've done enough podcasting. Let's wrap it up. What do you think? Huh? I, I'm in. Why don't we final thoughts this thing around the table? Harley, we're going to start with you tonight. I knew you were going to start with me and mm. I got absolutely nothing other than to thank our listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, subscribe to the super Patreon to watch Nate's wife to be give birth. <laughs> a rousing uh, good use of the Patreon dollars. Go watch Paddington. Go fuck yourselves. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we're all on the podcast. Watching give birth. Oh, he's crowning. <laughs> Tom. Crowning, hardly know her. Hello. Crowner. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, she's edging and gooning. <laughs> Nate, final thoughts. 
What's up, shitheads? This is Nate from Nathan Nation. If you've got baby boy names, uh, feel free to send them my way, and I will give you a rating one out of ten. Uh, if you want my honest opinion, that you're gonna get it. Um, stay gooning. Make sure to mute a looks max, and uh, see you next Tuesday. None of that made sense, <laughs> Matt. Watershine or Watershine, Matt. Final thoughts, guys. You don't have to join the Patreon unless you want to, but you can sure as hell leave a, a hopefully a five star review. Help us out, Matt. You're yeah. fucking rebelling against the Patreon, and I hate you for it. Third rebelling against. I'm I'm giving them the option. I'm saying, hey, you can join it, but if you hey, let's say you don't have two ninety nine, inflation's a real son of a bitch. Just <laughs> give us five five stars. All right. No, okay. dude. Every every week, the three of us will be like, "Subscribe to the Patreon, get bonus content." Matt goes, "Hey, let's just not you do get, that." You Why guys, I'm, hey, hey, I'm creating the funnel. I'm taking the top top tier. You guys are funneling them down further. You're nurturing. I respect that. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm kidding. But for real, the... yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just milking. You gotta milk it. it. You gotta milk it. No, uh, yeah, monetize our friendships. That's the, that's mm-hmm. that's the, we're in a pyramid scheme. Just call the podcast. Um, join the Patreon. You get extra bonus episodes. That's what I'd say. My other final thoughts: Don't go to Elroy, and if you do go to Elroy, don't go to an Irish pub in Elroy. Um, I think even the Irish would condemn the place. What is the What is uh? What are those? What were the rebellious people named in Ireland? The IRA. The IRA the would IRA. blow that fucking bar up if they saw it. They're, this is a fucking disgrace, and then they blow it up. <laughs> You serve terrorist Jordan Peterson. Peterson. What are you doing, serving bad corned beef? He's crying at the counter. It's taken me three and a half hours to get a beer. I'm crying. (laughs) Anyways, this is my Tuesday catch. One, two, three.